not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who have sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees. And they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me as preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel 
Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testify that this is the Son of God. Lots of stuff here. What an introduction. What an amazing statement is being made. I went back and started in verse 1 for a reason, and I'm going to try to not just preach chapter 1, verse 1 again. But think about this. In the beginning, what other book of the Bible begins with the words, in the beginning? The book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, and the earth was without form and void. It was a ruin and a desolation. And God said, let there be light. And God said, just keep reading through Genesis 1. And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. God said, and he restores this judged earth. By the way, I'm going to let you do this on your own. Go back and read Ezekiel chapter 28, and you will find, if I got that right, you will find the fall of Lucifer, who is called the king of Tyre in that passage. You have the prince of Tyre, then the king of Tyre, and Lucifer was in Eden. Unfallen Lucifer in Eden, the garden of God. And then when he was lifted up by his own beauty and the sound of his own voice and led a third of the angels, Revelation chapter 12, in rebellion against God, they were cast down to the earth. And it became a ruin and a desolation. And then the Lagos, the speaker, God the Son, who is the speaker God, came out and God said, 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 and restored the judged ball of dirt covered with water, covered with darkness, restored it into a paradise and created Adam, dusty, that's what his name means, dusty, dirt, and out of his side created the woman, and gave it to them. And so we find in the beginning was the Word, the Speaker. And the Word was with God in a face-to-face -face relationship with God. God the Father, God the Son in a face-to-face -face relationship. And the Greek word order is, and God was the Word. Now that's an unexpected word order, both in English and in Greek. Why is John doing it? Because he wants to make sure we don't miss the lesson. That speaker, Genesis chapter 1, God said, God said, God said, is fully God. And God was the speaker.
speaker and the logos we're told in verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt literally the greek word there means tented skene tented among us just as israel had the tabernacle in the wilderness, what was in the very core of that tabernacle? In the Holy of Holies, the Shekinah glory, the glory of his presence, the very presence of God. And the word became flesh and tented. Jesus' humanity was the tent in which his full deity dwelled. He tended among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Now, John, I would dare say, is speaking here of the, the glory after glory after glory after glory after glory of Jesus' miracles. He raised the dead. He cleansed lepers. By the way, he did those things as only God would do them. If, a, if, lepers came, if a leper came to Jesus, this wasn't always the case, but if a leper came to Jesus, I know you can cleanse me. Matthew chapter 8, Jesus just come down off the mountain. Leper comes to him and says, I know you can cleanse me. Please cleanse me. Jesus touched him. But they bitter against him. You don't touch a leper. A leper is supposed to stand back from you and put their hand over their mouth and say, unclean, unclean, so you can stay aware. I mean, it's public health, like COVID. <laughs> it's public health. Jesus reached out and touched the leper, and that cleansed the leper. Did Jesus become defiled? No, they got cleansed. God touches the leper unto the leper's cleansing, not to his defilement. Jesus healed the sick. He cast out demons. Did all kinds of things. You can name all these things. We beheld his glory, John says. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace. Full of grace, full of grace. That word we translate grace can also be translated gift. Gift upon gift upon gift upon gift upon gift upon gift upon gift. Full of grace and truth. Every word that Jesus spoke, every act that he did was an authentic, perfect representation of of the truth, the reality of the triune God. He could literally say to his worst enemies, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And they took him aside and stoned him. How dare you? Well, tell me, what sin have I ever done? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Which of you, he said to his worst enemies, which of you accuses me of sin? Even before Pilate, when he asked, 
well, what has he done? Ah, you just crucify him. Ah, that's not how it works. You got to have an actual accusation. You just crucify him. Well, he did in order to prevent a riot. But even his worst enemies could not name one single sin. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten glory, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. By the way, John the Baptist was conceived and born before Jesus. Jesus John the Baptist was six months in his mother's womb when Mary, the mother of Jesus, came to visit Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, and John the Baptist leaped in her womb. John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. And he was, bef- so in what, how is he before? He's before me because he's God come in the flesh. This is he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, even unbelievers, even unbelievers. Where does their food come from? Where does their breath come from? From God. And you know what? Romans chapter 1, advertising Sunday school class. Romans chapter 1. They know it. They know it. They know there is a good creator, God, who is in fact the giver of their breath, their food, all their needs. They know it. Of his fullness we have all received in grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, that diagnostic tool that tells us what our problem is. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. You can't see God and not get burned up. If you saw God in all his full holiness, even Moses on Mount Sinai, I want to see you. No, you can walk by. I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to walk by. You're going to get to see the afterglow of my glory but you wouldn't be able to see my face and survive, Moses. And then on the Mount of Transfiguration, when John, the author of this gospel, and his brother James and Peter are there, and they all, they see the glory, and they faint. Law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son is in the bosom of the Father, held close by the Father. He has declared him by his words and his works. He declared the per- in, with perfect clarity the splendor of the true and living God. 
Now, this is the testimony of John. Now, we're starting the new stuff. Okay. Now, this is the testimony of John when the Jews, the Jewish leadership, sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? By the way, that's legitimate. They're the religious leaders. They're the national leaders. They're the religious leaders. Who are you? You're declaring all these things. Give us, legitimate yourself. Make yourself legitimate in our sight. Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ, the Messiah. Be very clear about that. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? Well, the last two verses of the Old Testament, Malachi, behold, I send you Elijah, the prophet. By the way, Elijah never died. Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind accompanied by a chariot to heaven in the sight of Elisha. And Elijah, of course, appears with Moses there on the Mount of Transfiguration. But Elijah's coming back. It states it there in Malachi. So they know that Elijah's coming back. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. And one of the aspects of authentic walk with God, you know what? He fixes families. He turns the hearts of just last night. We were listening. You guys ever listen to Unshackled? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, this guy's father, his stepfather, rather, was a very cruel person who beat him, who beat him, and finally left a band, deserted the family. And then he had another fellow that had tr- mistreated him in the same way, a stepbrother. Then this fellow, whose testimony was being, he came to faith in Christ and later was able to lead his former stepfather to Christ on his deathbed. Led him to Christ. And then was reconciled and led to Christ his stepbrother who had been so abusive. God knows how to fix what we think is utterly, completely broken. Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. Are you Elijah? No, I am no, I am not. Are you the prophet? And this is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy 18, beginning in verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, Moses speaking, from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. By the way, this is Jesus that's being spoken of here. 
him you shall hear according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command, command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. And that is fulfilled in the person of the Lord Jesus. But John the Apostle, or John the Baptist rather, knows, that's not me. No, I'm not the prophet. Then they said to him, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am. Here's a third option. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. <coughs> he is a herald. Now, in the ancient world, the job of a herald, uh, for example, let's say, let's say you're the Persian emperor or empress, and so every year you're going to go to a part of your empire, make sure that those politicos, uh, those folks have their Get, are doing an orderly job, and so you send word to them by this herald and tells them, okay, the emperor is going to be checking out your part of the empire this coming summer, and so what are you going to do? You're going to go, and you know what, where he's going to be traveling, you check all those roads, and you fill in all the potholes, and you knock all the bumps off the road. You are going to make a nice, clear, flat road for the emperor that's job one and that's what john the baptist is doing is he is filling in the potholes and knocking in the highway of the people's hearts his job is to be the herald and what is his message repent we know this from the other gospels repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand messiah is about to come Get those potholes filled in your hearts, folks. Get those bumps in your heart. Get yourself ready. Messiah King is coming. That's John the Baptist's job. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, those who were sent were from the Pharisees. And they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, <coughs> and I think he's rolling his eyes, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Now he goes on down, and let me just jump down to this. Verse 
verse 33, where John is describing to his followers what he saw. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Not water, but the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. He heard a voice from heaven. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He saw the Holy Spirit. And this is the one who will baptize, not with water, but with the Holy Spirit. He just went from minor league to major league. Let me give you a biblical example of the difference. By the way, this preview of coming attractions, when we get to John chapter 3 with Nicodemus, Jesus is going to say to him, you need to be born from above. Now, he translated it again, but it really is, can be translated either way, again or above. And in fact, the passage turns on God, Jesus correcting Nicodemus. Nicodemus takes it, i got to be called back in my mother's womb to be born. What are you talking about? No, no, no. You must be born of the water and the wind. That is the Holy Spirit. It is heaven's, you need to be born from above. Well, here's a, and then John the Baptist, or excuse me, Nicodemus says, what? How can this be? And Jesus says to him, you're the rabbi of Israel? That's his reputation. This is the go-to guy in the whole nation on Old Testament context, content. You're the rabbi of Israel and you don't know what I'm talking about? Well, one of the instances that Jesus would surely be pointing to is Ezekiel 37. And we will conclude with this. This is what baptism with the Spirit looks like. And the hand of the Lord came upon me, Ezekiel speaking. This is about the last day events. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the opium valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, which he commonly calls Ezekiel throughout this prophecy. Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter you into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, 
as I looked, the sinews in the flesh came over them, and the skin covered them. But there was no breath, no ruach in them, no spirit in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, to the ruach. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, to the ruach, to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your grave and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and declared it, says the Lord God. The baptizer with water, the baptizer with the Spirit. He failed to get it right. All the first one can do is remind you. The second one makes it permanent. That's what Jesus was saying in John 3. You must be born of Venus. You, member of the Sanhedrin, the rabbi of Israel, must be born above. It is that simple. Our Lord Jesus Christ. We prayed earlier for the opportunity and the strength the fortitude to step forward and share the gospel of redemption with those surrounding us. We ask for that again, that we may be like John the Baptist, pointing people to you, the one who bestows light on the light of your standing. And again, we pray for that family, the Teresa will be ministering with, Lord, give them light. Give them understanding. And as we pray for them, we're all thinking of other people that, that need to know you. And only you can grant that understanding. But Lord, you're more eager to do it than we are to tell it. Please strengthen us to be obedient servants dedicated to the cause you've given us. We ask this of you, good shepherd, Jesus, and all God's people said,